0: The 14-day scanning-free and calibration-free Cybionics GS1 CGM aims to deliver reliable, seamless diabetes management experiences. For more, check out cybionicscgm.com. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed part one. And now it's time for part two of my chat with Mary Lennon. Living with Diabetes, as we both know and anybody listening again knows, it's unique in itself because it's almost impossible to describe some of the things that we feel or some of the things that we go through on just a normal day. could be a hypo or high blood sugar and it's something that you will always get a lot of value from other people going through the same thing. Yeah. And I remember when I was diagnosed it was back in 2012 so it was kind of prior to the social media boom I guess and yeah I wasn't really like connecting on Instagram or I don't even know if Instagram was around but wasn't connecting on Instagram and Facebook wasn't really like I hadn't been in any groups or that kind of thing and I was thinking am I the only person in the world <laughs> with this condition because it can feel <laughs> very isolating yeah and Going online or listening to podcasts or even just connecting with other people is massively valuable for your head and even just learning about all the physical side of things.
1: Yeah, I remember um, I remember at the start I Googled how many people, you know, in Ireland have it and I was so shocked. I was like there's that many of people with this walking around. How (laughs) do I not know about this? Where are they? Yeah. How have I not heard about this? How do I not understand this? You know, it's so strange that so many people have it and there's not that awareness, you know, around.
0: I think, yeah, it's one of, diabetes itself is one of the most well-known conditions. And what I mean by that is everybody knows that diabetes is a thing. They know that it's a condition that people live with. But it's also... Kind of widely unknown in the sense of people don't know the complexities and the intricacies of it in terms of any of the detail that that's related to it.
1: I remember um, my GP when I went into him my first time and he says, ah, yeah, sure. It's just diabetes. Sure. You know, I have that. It's grand. Don't be worrying about it. And I'm like, really, do you do you understand like how hard like it's it's so hard, you know, Um and i don't think as you said people understand yeah the the in depth knowledge of it of what it involves you know
0: your your gp said it was grand yeah
1: yeah yeah <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> that's a, that's an interesting one
1: yeah i got a new gp after that <laughs>
0: yeah, i'm not surprised <laughs> brushing so, it off as if it's nothing
1: i know and i was like you obviously i i like i i don't I think if someone says that they don't understand what mm-hmm. it is because there's no way anybody that understands what di- what diabetes is can say it's grand, don't be worrying, you know, it's not a big deal.
0: Ah, sure, all you need to do is take insulin, you're, you're grand, <laughs> you're grand. You're obviously celiac as well, Mary, Had you? Yeah. had you been a celiac prior to diagnosis or did that come yeah. as a result of?
1: Yeah, no, I got... I was always very sick and um, my stomach I always had a bad stomach and years ago I got tested because it's in my family and it came back negative and then three three years ago I was in the allergy clinic um, and they said we're just going to run the celiac screen and I said oh no I'm not celiac I've already been tested and they said sure we'll just put it through anyways you know while we're doing bloods and turns out I was so I was diagnosed yeah just about three just over three years ago.
0: And had your diabetic team at all mentioned the two together?
1: Yeah so um yeah they have said that it's quite common for them to come together and then I know there's a lot of thyroid issues in my family too so um, they said there is a high chance that I'd probably have that too so I've that to look forward to as well <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah you said in one of your emails you're going for the hat trick in co- terms yeah, of thyroid <laughs> diabetes <laughs> <Yeah>. celiac
1: you <laughs> might as well just keep throwing them at me <laughs>
0: <laughs> see what you can deal with yeah <laughs> so you obviously had to make a bit of a diet adjustment for celiac and then yeah had you made I- much of a diet adjustment to your diabetes diagnosis as well
1: so we with my celiac, like I'd be pretty good with my diet on my celiac. Um so I kind I always looked after that. So I was used to that. But whenever and I used to think that was tough <laughs> being a celiac, but no, it's it's a walk in the park compared to diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> so whenever I went to the dietitian, she had said that yeah, there was some things like because some celiac food is a lot of sugars, so but you can't avoid it. Um it is what it is. But my diet was pretty good. I did a lot of fresh food and stuff like that. So I didn't really, I didn't have to change really anything with my diet to my diabetes. You just, as you know, like you just adjust your insulin to your needs, you know.
0: What have you found with all the different things? And it seems like there's a million different variables to consider. What do you feel has been the most difficult lifestyle shift since being diagnosed?
1: Well, this time last year in COVID, I signed up for a 12-week challenge and I done really well. I loved it. Um, And then, so the challenge was coming up only like, I think three or four weeks after my diagnosis. And I said, do you know what? I'm going to sign up to this and prove that I can do what I did last year. And I signed up and halfway through, there was one week, I mean, some of, I, I, different goals so one of my goals was steps and another one was uh, two workouts a week and another one was two cycles a week and there was one day I was doing my steps and I literally had only left the house and my sugars had gone down and no matter what it just was it was one of them days it just wouldn't go up. And it was, I, that day when I sat down, I think that was really tough. Just no matter how motivated I was and how much I wanted to do this, there's some days your body's just like, nah, not today. And I think that's what I found challenging because I would be pretty motivated. And if I want to do something, I'll do it. And now I did, I completed the challenge. I did get all my goals in the end. But mentally, I think that was, tough to accept that, you know, even if I want to do something, there's some days that my body's just going to be like, no, not today. You can't do this.
0: It certainly takes a lot more planning anyway, preparing for even something as simple as going out for a walk. We need to consider what was our last meal? Do I have insulin on board? How long is the walk? The intensity of the walk? Yeah. All these different things. Did you feel more satisfied this time around completing the 12 week challenge because you know that you had just been diagnosed?
1: Oh, like if the my last walk I did and I finished my steps, I actually cried on the walk. Um, the pride I felt, I've never felt so proud of myself of anything because I know how difficult it was. And I don't think it's it's like one of them things. I don't think anybody that's not diabetic can understand how difficult it is. And as you said, the amount of planning it takes just to go for a simple walk and to complete my goals. Yeah. It's something that it's something that like, yeah, I'd never get, I've never had that feeling before. I, I completed the challenge last year and I was proud and I was happy, but yeah, this one, like it made me cry.
0: <laughs> that's amazing. I love to hear yeah. that. And that's in itself one big positive that you can take from it is that idea of when I get past things that are as difficult as that 12-week challenge was for you, the satisfaction around it is heightened so much more.
1: Yeah, a hundred percent.
0: Is there any piece of advice or or knowledge that you wish you had known? the very very first day you were diagnosed that you know now what you think would have massively helped you
1: I think um I think I've done pretty good but I definitely think joining the community um was the I I got more support from that than I ever would have known that I could have um and the people that are there it, I thought at the start, you know, it's going to be me and my diabetes team that's going to get through this. But I did it took me a while to realize that, no, this is me. I have to I'm responsible for this. I'm on my own. And it was the community the uh, Facebook groups that definitely helped. And then I set up there was no support group for diabetes in Louth. So I set up my own group. And having them people there to talk to, it just was amazing. The first day like I met this lady and she's 70 years diagnosed um, now. And she was the first child ever allowed to be diagnosed. And I met her for coffee and we sat there for four hours. And having people like that, that, as I said before, that you don't have to explain, they just know was definitely something I think if I had had that earlier, it would have helped a lot more. Even, like, I remember one of my meetings, um, they said to me, like, you know, it's shit. It's always going to be shit, but you just get on with it (laughs) and do your best, you know, and don't let it bring you down. And it's kind of like, because I don't like that fake positivity, you know, and Mm. it was, it's the reality. It is shit, but you can't let it hold you back. It doesn't mean, but you can still say, no, I don't like this. You know, why have I been given this card? But Mm. You just, but at the same time you get on with it, you know?
0: Yeah. It's one of those conditions where you're, you're you're constantly being forced to take the good with the bad almost every day. Yeah. Did you feel, Mary, you were more reassured after speaking to that woman who had been diagnosed for 70 plus years? That's a very, very, very long time.
1: Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. And everybody in the group was quite long diagnosed, you know, so It just made me relax and made me see, right, well, you know, they're getting on great. You know, and that's what she'd said to me. She says, diabetes has never held me back. She says when she was, I think, 18, 19, she traveled to Dubai on her own. And in them days, there wasn't great management. It wasn't as easy as it is now. And she just said, I've I've never let it stop me do anything. So having that, that kind of did give me reassurance that, you know, I can still do stuff Um, I don't have to let this get me down and I can still live my life, you know?
0: Of course you can. Absolutely. And sure, look at all the things that you're already doing. And you're only so newly involved in the diabetes world,
1: and, and I've booked I've booked a sky jump now for uh, next month. I'm like I, I've always wanted to do it, but for me to wait until I'm diagnosed a diabetic to do it.
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you, you're, you're you're searching for more adrenaline now.
1: I, I'm just like I'm just trying to prove to people I can do whatever the hell I want. <laughs> I actually
0: I did that years ago before I was diabetic, and I often think of how would I have prepared for a skydive. If yeah. I was diabetic, so yeah. I'll definitely be picking your brain about that one once yeah. we do it.
1: <laughs> I've chatted to a couple of people that have done it, so um, yeah, I, I think I've, I've chatted to my diabetes team, I think I'm a little bit crazy, but sure, here, um, they're probably
0: trying to talk you out of it, are they?
1: <laughs> they're just saying they don't know too much, you know. So, um, I but I, I'm i kind of like, I'm, I'm I just said to them, I know I will be fine, mm. I know I'll do my research, I'll be well prepared. And yeah, like, I mean, I don't, I don't ever want everyone to be able have to say like, no, I'm not, I can't do that because I'm diabetic. Hmm. I love so it. yeah. So I did a sky jump.
0: <laughs> yeah. If you have your CGM on for that one, shoot That's what says. up.
1: My diabetes team says they can't wait to see that now for my next visit.
0: <laughs> Mary, did the woman that you were speaking about, speaking to in loud who was diabetic for 70 odd years, did she go into much detail about how her management had changed over the years in terms of when she was younger compared oh, to now yeah. with the medical advancements.
1: Yeah, like she just got the Medtronic 780 and I mean, I never thought I would be so impressed by a medical device. Um, so yeah, um, she has, she's had um, a pump for a wee while now and yeah even when we talk like and they're like they're telling me how they used to have to test their urine and I'm just like what I'm like thank god I wasn't diagnosed then you know um I think sometimes that's what I I do think I think sometimes it's hard because I know what a normal life is like like I'm 38 Hmm. and I've had 38 years without it and some people I'd be like you don't even know what normal is like you know you've like you could just like six months ago, I could just get out of bed without a thought. And so sometimes I feel like um, it's unlucky that I have it. But then I'm I'm kind of glad when I hear their stories of how much tougher things were. I'm glad that it's in these days where the technology is better that I have it now, you know.
0: Mm. Yeah, it's, it's funny as well. Well, not funny, but it, it's interesting <laughs> because my great grandmother, was type one diabetic and she's the only other type one diabetic in my family that we know of. Okay. And I, it was last year or so, my auntie basically gifted me my great grandmother's old weighing scale. Oh. And then told me the story of how she was a type one diabetic and she used to use this weighing scale to carb count.
1: Oh. And I was,
0: I have it, I have it in my, 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 room here it's just by the desk and um it's just the the old-fashioned one side and the other side you put your pasta or rice on one and then there's like tiny little metal weights for the other side so you could get the specific weight of it and there's obviously never an ideal time to get type 1 diabetes but when I compare how my great-grandmother must have tried to manage things with that old rusty weighing scales compared to me now with the online community, all the different types of insulin, the information, digital weighing scales, apps I can carb count with. It's just completely different. So if there is ever a time to be diagnosed with diabetes, right now is the best time.
1: Yeah. Go for it, guys. If you don't have it, get it now. Do what you can to get
0: it. Have you found... Any sort of mindset shift going through all of this, Mary?
1: Yeah, I definitely feel like mentally I'm a lot stronger. And yeah, like even thinking about the thyroid coming, I'm just like, yeah, bring it on. <laughs> um, I feel like I can get through anything. If I can get through diabetes, I can get through anything. And yeah, it makes you more determined, I think, and stronger, you know.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. It's something that kind of tests you physically and mentally each day, and the only way is to just keep going forward. So inevitably, you will become stronger in that way. You emailed into the podcast a number, a number of weeks or months ago, and you said, "I've planned to kick diabetes' ass and show who's boss." Yeah, Do you think you've done that so far?
1: <laughs> some some days I definitely haven't. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think in general, yeah, but I mean, it's something that I, I, I think I'm just gonna have to live side by side with it. Um, but I definitely think I have good control. Um, I feel confident with it now, whereas I didn't have that at the start. So I do have confidence in it. and I have learned that like, yeah, I can do everything I did. It's just that it's just that little bit harder.
0: And do you feel that confidence has almost come naturally through living with it, trial and error, and also your own research?
1: I think the confidence, I think more, I think it more came from the people that I've met with diabetes and seen how they just don't let diabetes control them and they just get on with life. I think that's kind of what did it more than because I was read up on I had read up on it um, I had looked into things, but I think that's that part just helped me relax. It was more relaxed confidence, you know, whereas at the start, there was more of a fight in me. Um, like this is definitely not going to get me down. Whereas now I feel like I don't have to fight it. I feel like I have control over it.
0: I love it. Great to hear. Very reassuring. And there's always... Well, we have a good few people who listen to the podcast who are in a pretty similar position to you that they've just been diagnosed or have been diagnosed in the past year. And I know that even just hearing from you now is going to be very reassuring for them. So I appreciate you sharing all of this. I have one more question for you, Mary. Okay. Now it might be a difficult one for you because it's it's been <laughs> so recent for you, but I have to finish every guest episode with this question. And the question is... If you had the opportunity to thank diabetes for something, what would that be?
1: (laughs) Well, this is one thing. Every time I listen to the podcast, this question really annoyed me. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) why the hell would anybody thank diabetes like this stupid thing? Um, But I've gotten a little longer with it now. And the only thing I can say I would be thankful for is when I felt that pride that day, I've never felt anything like that. And that was amazing. So between I don't, I, it's a mix up between that and meeting the people that I've met that are amazing people, the, the, them two things. I would none, but now I have two. <laughs>
0: there you go. The list will yeah. keep growing. Don't worry.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: and it's, it's funny because I was questioning, including that question at all in the past yeah. when, I, when I was kind of considering it for the first time. And I was thinking, why would I ask that? Because anyone listening would be like, would that idiot ever stop asking that stupid question? Yeah, why that would you just diabetes? Yeah. <laughs> but I asked that question because anyone who's on the podcast is obviously diabetic. The vast majority of people are diabetic and have someone they love who has diabetes. And that's not going to change. And I feel that if we don't work or have the ability to look at the positive sides of it, we're doing ourselves a disservice because if we're positive or negative, we're still going to have diabetes, but it can be made easier by trying to focus on those positives. So if anyone else is listening and they're thinking, stop asking that stupid question, that's the (laughs) the reason (laughs) that I ask it. (laughs) Mary, if anyone wants to reach out to you directly or wants to find out, more about you or to contact you where can they find you
1: so well I'm just on uh, I'm on Facebook like I'm on Instagram Facebook Mary Lennon I or they can email me, email me um Mary Lennon one at yahoo.co.uk I love chatting to other people about it I, and I'd say my family is sick of hearing me talk about diabetes <laughs> so it's nice to talk to other people that want to listen so I've no problem talking to anyone I love chatting about it.
0: And your Facebook group that you've set up for Loud, what's...
1: So it's just Loud Type 1 Diabetes.
0: Loud Type, okay, perfect. We'll link all those below and all those details we'll have in the description of the podcast. So if you want to check it out, just look below. Mary, thanks so much for coming thanks on. So I really much. appreciate your time. And I know it's difficult, but massive credit to you because you're not even a year diagnosed and you speak about it as if you've had it for 15 So thanks for your time.
1: (laughs) Thank you. Thanks so much.
0: Another big thank you to Mary for coming on. I really, really enjoyed that chat. And she is a great example of how as much of a shock of the diagnosis with diabetes is, you can manage things. You can still do your 12-week challenges. You can still work. You can still have a family. You can still be healthy. You can still be happy. So appreciate you, Mary, for coming on to give us all that Information and the advice that you've offered already up to this point. For you, thank you for listening. As always, please rate, please comment, please subscribe to the podcast. Those small little things really help the podcast. And if the podcast itself is helped, we can reach more diabetics around the world, which will hopefully lead to the podcast helping them. And that's obviously the goal of the podcast. So, a rate, a comment, A subscription to it can really help. And as always, if you have any questions, if you have any stories, if you have any experiences that you would like to share with myself or Graham, please don't hesitate to reach out at theinsalonepodcast at gmail.com. Mary is another good example of somebody who listens to the podcast and who reached out to us to share her incredible story. So If you have something similar or even a question or a story or an experience, as I said, don't hesitate to reach out. We love getting those emails in. Have a good day. Have a good week. Look after those blood sugars and I will chat to you soon. Take it easy.